Welcome back to the Gospel Sports Truth Podcast. The first domino has fallen. We know where the first big name coach is going. We got a lot to talk about today. I'm your Jose, along with my guy, Young Vander. Holla at the people, Young Vander. What up, though? Yo, we're going to be bringing you the truth unapologetically, the only way we know how to do it. Very entertaining show for you today. We're going to talk about what wowed us this week. We're going to talk about the divisional round review, the NFC and the AFC matchups for this week, what our predictions are, how we think the games are going to go. And man, um, make sure you follow us on YouTube at The Gospel STP. And also, we'll be on all major platforms as far as podcasting is concerned. And also, make sure if you need to get any information to us, you can reach us at thegospelstp at gmail.com. You can also find us over there on our Facebook page, same name, The Gospel Sports Truths. And uh, we send out a lot of information over there. Um, Normally, anything that comes across the wire, we try to make sure that our viewers and our listeners get that information first. And we do a little bit of interacting and all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, you want to get our opinion on what's going on, you know, highlights, things of that nature. We, we go through it all. Uh, have a little bit of fun over there. So by all means, join us on which platforms suit you the best. We're going to go ahead and hop right into it. What wowed us this week? So we're going to start out with a little bit of NBA, and then we'll go ahead and parlay our way over onto the NFL. Uh, Adrian Griffin, out. Doc Rivers, in, in Milwaukee. Um, I don't remember. the la- It may have happened sooner than, you know, than what I'm thinking, but I don't remember the last time a team was in second place um, in a conference, 30 wins, 13 losses, and the head coach was let go. This is, uh, that kind of came out of left field to me a little bit. I don't know if there were telltale signs that were kind of out there that maybe I didn't pay attention to. Um, I don't know if there were, it it had to involve superstars not wanting him there because it wasn't the track record, obviously. Um, uh, Did you see this happening and also how do you feel about doc rivers being the replacement i mean he's kind of been known um whether it be the clippers a couple of other spots where good coach but his teams kind of underperformed for the amount of talent that were on him i mean he does have that one championship but i just knew with the amount of talent that the clippers had when he was over there that they'd be able to do a little bit more than what they did so do you think that doc rivers is going to be a good fit for this squad and what do you think about the uh, Adrian Griffin firing in just in general? Uh, firstly, I mean, when it comes to Doc Rivers, man, he's like been, he's the ultimate one-hit wonder. Um, he's able to perform this song, the same song, you know, for the duration of his career. It's like that song, Return of the Met. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one song, and it's like, you're going to make money off of it forever. Um, because, I mean, all the other destinations that he's landed, like you said, he's been under the, underperforming, outcoached many times and there's a lot more uh i think people that deserve you know over doc like he's just keep getting recycled and over and over but um i agree with you i think it's got to be something from a superstar maybe Giannis. i doubt it's dame because he just got there so in my opinion it's Giannis. um maybe to take a liking to the coaching so they made the move like you said they're second in the east this is also the number one offensive team in the league you know i mean so it's hard to see a guy that's actually doing well, you know, uh, lose his job in the middle of the season. So it definitely had to be someone, one of the players, a star player that uh, didn't sign off on him. So, I mean, I know they were a little lackluster on defense, um, but I kind of feel like I, I, don't, I don't know if that was a, a scheme type of a thing or if the coach wasn't coaching to defense or wasn't holding people accountable on the defensive end or, or what may have happened there. But on the offensive end, um, you know, they, they were definitely up to par. Now, one one rumor that I heard, I don't know how much truth it is to it, but but one rumor that I heard is the coach didn't want to have uh, Giannis's brother nah. uh, holding <laughs> up a roster spot as a chili. Nah. Um, so, it, it, and Giannis was kind of upset about the fact that he was trying to get rid of his brother. I don't know how much truth there may be to that. That's just, you know, scuttlebutt that was being kicked around, but... If Giannis wanted him there, he'd be there. I can say that. That much I know for sure. But what about him he didn't like? I don't know. But if Giannis wanted him there, he'd be there. The same reason uh, Budenholder um, was gone. They, they won a championship with him. And right. Giannis didn't want him there no more. He was gone. So, you know, 
NBA is one of those type leagues where when you, when, you, when your superstar says bye, it's bye. So yeah, it's definitely a player driven league for sure. Do you think that Griffin will land on his feet, or he'll have a little bit of time to kind of lick his wounds before anybody else is kind of willing to uh, give him another shot? I don't think he'll be a head coach anywhere. I could see him land on one's you know coaching staff, uh, probably second chair, third chair, one of those kind of guys. But I don't see him being a head coach. No, nah, not right now. Joel MB puts up a 70-burger on Kobe's anniversary of his 81-point game. Now, my question about this is, is Embiid already the MVP? Is it his to lose? Or do you see anyone else that's out there that's neck and neck with him that just didn't have this type of a game? When it comes to MVP, I mean, at this point, I think is, I mean, he is the the, the reigning, right? So, I mean. Uh, no, nah, um, did he win last year? I don't think he won yeah. last year. Yeah, he won last year. Okay. Yeah, he's the arena MVP, so I guess it is his to lose. Um, this year is kind of looking like last year. It was like a two-man race between him and uh, Jokic. And uh, it's looking like that now, maybe even maybe Luca, you know, some guys like that. But some of the other stars hasn't really been playing like MVP like this year. So it's probably like a three man race right now. You know what I'm saying? Out of Joker, Embiid, and maybe even Luca at this point. A little bit more NBA news. This, I, I, I mean, Pat Riley just. The man knows what he's doing. He know he knows the culture of the team. He knows how to find those dogs that are going to be, I, I would say, more of an addition to the team than their talent, per se. But this Terry Rozier move, I, there's not a better team that Terry Rozier could have been traded to. Um, now, I don't exactly know what Charlotte got out of this. Um, 2027 first-round pick and Kyle Lowry. I, I don't know if it was one of those situations where you were going to get rid of him at the end of the season anyway, so why not take a first-round pick and a veteran guy whose contract you can come up, come up off of here in the near future? Um, that's the only thing that I could think of. Uh, 2027 is a world away, and Lowry isn't and, – unless maybe you're trying to get somebody that can kind of tutor um, LaMelo. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, but – I would definitely say the Heat got the best of this particular deal. And this may be the type of piece that can really have them making noise in the postseason because they essentially went and got Butler at another position. Like like, like that same heart, that same dog, that same fight you tooth and nail until the game is over, that's what they're going to bring out of Rozier. And he already had it and has shown it. But now, I mean, I I, I can't think of a of a, of a better uh, position, um, a, a better point guard um, that the Heat could come up with. And now they can put, you know, um, what's your boy Tyler uh, Hero? They can put him at the two. He's a scorer more so than a facilitator and a point guard. But Terry can do a little bit of it all. So I mean, yeah, this this was just this was just a legit move in my humble opinion. What you think about this uh, Rosier move? I like the move for both parties, honestly. Um, it seems yeah, okay. You would think Charlotte, you know, lost a better player, but at the same time, him and LaMelo Ball was kind of like, they both point guards, you know what I'm saying? So at that point, right. like, and, you know, Rogier kind of stuck in that combo guardish, like he's kind of a two, but he's kind of too short to be a too lazy in that rim. So I think, you know, them being able to get off of him kind of like frees up LaMelo a little bit more. The 27 pick, yeah, seems far away, but it looks a lot closer when you can package this pick. You know, you probably can okay. the okay. same guys traded for three, four first round picks, right? So this could be another pick um combined with those picks that they already have and maybe go get another guy that they can use. And I do like the whole Kyle Lowry coming in, being um maybe showing some mentorship to the younger, you know, LaMelo. Because I was gonna ask, do you think they're actually gonna end up keeping Kyle Lowry? Or, or did they just get him to to cut him or get him to trade him? Here's the other thing too I want you to address. Mm-hmm. I saw something yesterday that kind of made me say, hmm, uh, Curry, Stephen Curry said if he would play for any other team, it would only be the Charlotte Hornets, which I don't know if, if a lot of you guys know that's where he's from. So, you know, that was kind of one of his goals to play for his hometown team. So, you know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at it from that perspective, I, I don't foresee it happening this year. 
Um, but that that may be something that they will potentially have the pieces to make happen in the future. Um, especially with him putting it, p- people don't say something for nothing. Um, and, and that that that's kind of the way I'm looking at that. But Lowry, do you think they actually hold on to him or, or he'll be a piece of another puzzle that they'll be moving something a little bit later on? How do you think that's going to work out? Uh, he, I can see him getting cut or having or not cut, but they have a buyout. right? So I can see him being bought up and then maybe right. jumping on a contending team. Uh, one of these teams that can use a veteran point guard presence uh, a la the Phoenix Suns. Um, mm-hmm. I like yeah. that because they need a point guard bad. I mean, you got Bill playing the point. You got Booker playing the point. These are not point guards. Um, so I do like a move like that. If Kyle Lyra was to go to Phoenix, I think that would be a good landing spot for him. Moving on to the NFL, let's start out with our uh, injury news, if you will. Mark Andrews is expected to play. Mm-hmm. Baltimore has been putting up these points without their second-best offensive uh, player, and now that Mark Andrews is coming back, I, 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 I mean, I don't. He's normally a part of the cake. Now he's the ice. I mean, so <laughs> this is going to be interesting how that works out, and now likely has had the opportunity to mature a little bit more, to become more invested in the offense. You got to deal with both of them and that group of wide receivers and the hodgepodge group of running backs. Not to mention the fact that I don't know if you guys have heard this stat, but as of right now, your boy Lamar is number five all time for rushing yards in the playoffs. Number five all time as far as average is concerned, which averaging 93 yards per playoff game. The mm-hmm. only people that are in front of him are Hall of Fame running backs. There's not a quarterback anywhere close. So this piece may be, you know, this may be the straw that kind of stirs the Kool-Aid a little bit, um, even more so than what they had before. I I think this may be the year that Kansas City is kind of in his match. We'll get into that a little bit later. But your opinion on uh, Mr. Mark Andrews and the significance that him being back is going to play this weekend? I think it's huge. I mean, um, this is his favorite target. You know what I'm saying? His favorite pass catcher. Uh, I think it's huge, even though we've seen the emergence of likely. Um, this could very be a uh, two tight end offense now, right? Yeah. Uh, Kansas City's... Kansas City Chiefs' uh, strength is the corners. Uh, so you probably won't see very many passes hitting uh, Zay Flowers or OBJ. You know what I'm saying? So they can maybe kill him with the interior um, presence of a tight end. So And he's a good blocker So um, with that run game. So, yeah, I think it's a, a huge, huge uh, piece. Now, your boy, this may hurt a little bit. Give me your honest opinion for the people. Your boy Debo Samuel is not promised to play on Sunday. Yep, yep. He's still dealing with that shoulder injury. This question is twofold. First, do you think he'll play? Yes. Second is, do you think he'll actually make it through the game? Because this is a nagging. This is the same injury that kept him out for a few weeks. Um, the same shoulder. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's the same injury, but the same shoulder that kept him out for a few weeks. And um, he was not able to come back. So are, are we feeling like this is going to be a you know, take one for the team type of a situation based on where they are in the year? Or do you kind of feel like he'll just be out there as a decoy? Because he, I, they definitely don't want to put him out there being the, you know, halfback, as it were, um, because that could immediately get him off the field again. So how, how are you feeling about the prognosis of, of Debo Samuel? No, I think he definitely played for one, uh, for two, uh, being that there was no fracture. Um, They're going to shoot that thing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, he won't even feel it. You know what I'm saying? That shoulder gonna just be like a big block of ice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's gonna just be sitting there numb. Like, so I think he'll play, and I think he'll finish. I think it'd be a little bit more than a decoy. He's probably okay. gonna I'm saying um, um, he he's gonna be he's gonna be his presence is gonna be felt because you gotta understand as well. The whole beef is between him and Garner Johnson. Facts. Right? So don't forget Backs. that. Like he's not gonna miss this game. So I, I definitely expect Debo to have on the black Air Force Ones. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, but I think he'll play for sure though. But no fracture, they're just gonna shoot it up. He'll be out there. 
We got another little sneaky move that I think people might not realize the significance of. Zach Ertz being picked up by the Lions. So now you have Zach Ertz as a number two tight end. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's ever been a number two tight end. Now, even when the the Eagles were looking at moving him, he was still the number one until they moved him, and then Goddard kind of took over the number one spot at that point. But to now be the number two tight end with Sam Laporta on the other end, with the firepower that they have at the uh, wide receiver position. And the firepower that they have at the running back position, like, is, is this one of those moves that, you know, is it just namesake? Or do you really think it could be significant in that the uh, matchups that he's going to be able to present against opposing linebackers or safeties, depending on how uh, the 49ers this week uh, choose to play him or choose to uh, play defense on him? No, I'm not worried about it. It's just somebody going along for the ride. I mean, what have we seen a good Zach? When the last time we seen a good Zach Ertz? Every time he was healthy. I mean, he he was good with the Cardinals until he got hurt. He put up points. <laughs> you Same. know, there, there's nothing scary about Zach Ertz on the team. I mean, I'm not sure how much. But I agree with that, but he doesn't have to be scary to be a significant piece. He's always been going up against starters. Now he's going to be going up against secondary defensive players. So I mean, he, he'll have the easiest <laughs> matchups that he's seen in his career. What not easy based on second. What easy matchup he's gonna have playing against the 49ers in the no, NFL. no, no. What, what, what I mean by that is, if if let's say he was going against the 49ers and it was Arizona that he was playing with, he would have mm-hmm. been going up against the number one guy instead of the number two guy. Whoever the number one guy is is gonna be guarding Sam Laporta. So so. I'm not saying it'll be easy. I'm saying it'll be easier than what he's used to based on him normally being the number one guy. No. <laughs> Nobody's not worrying about no Zach Ertz, man. Like that, okay. that ship, that ship has sailed. I mean, this guy, he's up there, 33 years old. Um, I haven't seen a good one in a while. You know what I'm saying? Um, nah. He just got there. How much of the playbook? I mean, like. Like you said, they got Laporta. They got mm-hmm. Amon St. Brown. They have their running game. Jameer is a better pass catcher right now at this point. He's just there. So maybe hopefully get him a ring. Maybe he's a good friend of somebody. They should bring him along for the ride. But as far as being a, having this type of significance, no. Let's move on over to our coaches. First things first, Jim Harbaugh has a five-year contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I saw the writing on the wall when the news came out that he canceled his second interview uh, with Atlanta, which is supposed to happen today. Um, so once that was canceled, and then I also saw something else that said that uh, his wife took the trip with him and was going to be a part of the uh, <laughs> of the meeting that he was having with the Chargers brass. Whenever you bring wifey in, it's to cross the T's and dot the I's. Uh, it wouldn't even been worth her time to go out there unless this was the last trip out there before he said, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. So my first question is, how bad do you think this hurts Michigan? My second question is, well, actually, let's go with how bad does this hurt Michigan first, and then we'll uh, dive into the effects that have had um, on a couple other situations. I mean, Michigan is going to be Michigan, right? Um, I think it hurts them as far as – Ohio State has now um, regained some strength, you know what I'm saying, out of those two. Um, so I do think they're going to hurt him on that aspect. But we did see him play. Uh, well, we did see, did see this team play without him. And they, they played pretty good, played with some passion. Yeah, they, made, they did. They won. Right. I All think if that guy, that, that guy would be the, the interim, whatever he was, if he'd become the uh, head coach. I think his name is Sharon, Sharon Moore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I, I believe that the alum, everybody will probably get behind him and uh, and move forward. But, I mean, Jim, it's Jim Harbaugh. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big loss for the university. But he delivered. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think that's what it's really You can't about. be mad at him. He got you a championship before he walked off. He came That's there. all he promised you. He never well, promised you marriage. It was just long-term dating. He <laughs> did the two things that Michigan want. He beat Ohio State. 
Yeah. And not as your champion. He beat him the last three years. So he beat him the last yep. three years, and now he walk off with a championship. So John well, Let Will, me ask you uh, this. Does it put Michigan in the same type of or similar type of a spot as with Nick Saban, where you're going to see a lot of transfer portal activity? Or because the coach apparent was already there, it'll be a little bit less of a blow? Or how, how do you think that that part of it will work out? Mm. Not really. Okay. Not really because of the competition. I mean, Michigan, I think, have less competition as far as recruiting than Alabama does. I mean, being by demographics. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. Don't get a lot of Midwest players already, you know, different. I think they'll still be fine as far as the recruiting. So the Michigan guys are going to be Michigan guys. Yeah, 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 I think so. Nobody's really Alabama guy. People went Alabama for Facts. who was Alabama? Big <laughs> Saban got there, right? Nobody was going there. They had Paul, they had Bear Bryant. Boy, I want to go to Alabama. Hell no. Nah. That was something your granddaddy was watching. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but Michigan always had that. You know, Saturday morning, you NBC, they on TV every morning. You know what I mean? Every Saturday. So it was like, right. as a kid, you kind of see this and it kind of, you hear that same fight song. You know what I'm saying? You know the fight song is one of the most popular fight songs. And it's just one of those things that kids are always, already want to go there. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't think it hurt them recruiting-wise. So I think it'd be hard. So let me ask you this. Atlanta. Atlanta basically was pitting Jim Harbaugh Against Bill Belichick. The mm. Bill Belichick news started to wane a little bit. Thunder in Paradise looks like it was already starting to happen with the Falcons. Um, because the front office was indicating that that's not who they wanted. They they really didn't want any parts of Bill Belichick, but the mm. owner, Arthur Blanks, felt differently. Mm-hmm. So now that Jim Harbaugh is gone, do they go the route of maybe a a Ben Johnson type, um, the OC from Detroit? Or do they now go back to Bill Belichick like, okay, we'll be willing to acquiesce and give you what you were asking for, which I believe what he was asking for that they had a problem with was full control like he had in New England, which Hall of Fame coach, nobody can coach defense better than him, but the man can't draft to save his life. Like, he he just can't. Like, he's drafted more head coaches than he's drafted 1,000-yard receivers, like literally. Like like picking maybe cornerbacks, he's pretty good with drafting DBs, but they don't really need DBs. So I, I mean, I at some point I I can kind of side with Atlanta's front office saying, hey, if he's not willing to give up um, the you know the being being the person that buys the groceries, which is what he was going to acquiesce to in New England because they knew he couldn't do it or not do it anymore. I have you want to you know piece that together why would we let them do it here i i just don't know you know how that works out um the bills haven't fired mcdermott so that job isn't open i, I was kind of keeping my ear to the ground wondering whether or not that job may come open but it doesn't look like it's going to just yet at least but i mean how does this affect atlanta going forward being that that was one of the only coaches that they had a second interview with um, what they should do, what they will do is two different things. But in my okay. opinion, I think this opened the door for someone like a Vrabel. Okay. Okay. I think he'd be the guy that sneaks in the back door and get that job. Does it open the door for a B enemy? Mm, no. No? Okay. No, I don't think so. I think because Vrabel's name is bigger. And and it seems like this, this uh, owner, um, Arthur Blank, is big game hunting. You know what I mean? Because okay. look at the guys that he's talking about. He's talking about Harbaugh. He's talking about Belichick. Um, and Vrabel is kind of, you know, the next tier down. So I think he'll go uh, try to get the big name. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think, you know, the enemy, he'd probably be a good a, a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I don't think he'll go that route. So I, I'm thinking Vrabel at this point. Not even Ben Johnson. A couple other coachings. Um, coaches have been signed. You have Brian Callahan who was the former Bengals OC, is now the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Now, you said something in our Dynasty chat that I found kind of uh, uh, interesting. You said that you can see T. Higgins following Callahan. Mm -hmm. 
to the Titans and being their number one wide receiver. Right. Now, if that is to happen, well, first of all, do you think Tennessee will be willing to spend the money? Because he's, I think the check that he's looking for is going to outweigh loyalty to the OC. And there may be a couple of teams out there willing to, you know, throw the, throw the, throw the paycheck at them you know, right. to get that caliber of a wide receiver there. But do you really think that that's going to turn around their woes at the wide receiver position? Um, and how do you think that he and Hopkins will pair together um, being in Tennessee? If that is to happen. Uh, okay. Yes. A couple of questions. Number one, would it be willing to pay? Definitely. Um, okay. Because the owner, look how upset he is now seeing the, the maturation of AJ Brown, right? He's seen how that looks like to him. I, you know, I lost one with that. So I don't think he want to make that mistake again, as far as, you know, money and different things like that. So yeah, I think he'd be willing to pay. This is the head coach. This is his guy. Um, he's gonna come in. Can he? I think him and Hopper look good together because him and Chase look good together, right? True. Um, true. He Hop is. On, so let me ask you this though: Does he become Chase and Hop is him? Yeah. Or is Hop the like? Is Hop still the number one? Is that? No, he becomes he he becomes Chase at this point because he, okay okay he's the, he's the biggest chick in the room, number one, and number two, he's the youngest in the room. Okay. So you know, it's like when we seen the baton pass from Roddy White. To Julio, right? You, Roddy White was that guy, you know right, what I mean. He was. And then Julio was emerging, and then they had the pass, and then Roddy became the guy that was getting the less targets. And this young guy's coming, so I think it's gonna be one of those situations where uh, Tia be the guy because he's gonna make the bigger check, and he's the younger guy. And you know, D Hop probably got a year left on his deal, uh, really. So, and he still be- got um, what's your boy um that they drafted last year? But they keep getting hurt. I can't even Burks, remember what name. Traylon Burks. Yes, you still got him there too. Yeah, and, and he'll be he'll be Tyler Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Can he even play the slot though? I mean, I, I don't know if that's a part of. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah, within his yeah. skill set. I think he can. I think he can. Okay. Yeah, I think he can. And even Hop can play the slot too. So I, I would like that better. I, I, I think I think Hop would tear up that slot going up against yeah. linebackers and in and, and, and number three corners. Like like that would that, that may prolong his career, honestly. Yeah. So I think I think everything's in place. Spears will be Joe Mixon. And okay. you know what I'm saying and the right. guy that, Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty much in, you know, intact with an addition of a Higgins. Had a couple of other coaching moves. Uh, Shane Waldron, who is the former Seattle Seahawks OC, is going to replace Luke Getze in Chicago. I kind of like this move for Chicago, honestly. Wow. Um, the reason for that is this is the guy that made Geno Smith look like a quarterback. And I believe that Fields is better than Geno. Um to simplify an offense and to give them an identity versus it being a Fields has to run the ball or they have a whole bunch of nothing, I think it will kind of settle the offense down and kind of give them something to build on. Um, Seattle's offense hasn't been bad, like, at all. Uh, Geno Smith has had games where he hasn't played up to par this past year, but this is the offense that kind of gave him a contract. He, I don't. I don't even think he'd still be in the NFL right now, other than being somebody's backup and hoping for an injury. Had it not been for Shane Waldron, so I mean, do you see it a little bit differently? I don't like the move. Okay. I mean, who do you think is out there that would have been a better a better guy for it? Greg Roman. <laughs> Greg Roman, the guy that we see uh, who 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 coached the MVP. Let's not get it twisted. Okay. Lamar Jackson won the MVP award with him. Let's not get it twisted. We he went to what three NFC championships with Harbaugh in San Francisco. Let's not get it twisted. Greg Roman, that's the same OC. So I mean, the, I, I can see that, but I think he's been out of a job for a reason too. That that offense is kind of antiquated. That's why they didn't want him in Baltimore anymore. And Baltimore is one of those, you know, teams where. I mean, if it's working, they they really don't make moves like that all the time. So I mean, Man, how many times have we seen guys like recycle? It's a, it's a carousel. True, 
But but that's my point. The fact that he hasn't been recycled and he did have an MVP oh. means that teams aren't really trying to oh. He'll go be, towards that offense. Write this down. He'll be in L.A. Okay. That's Harbaugh boy. They're going to run the band. They're going to put the band back together. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it goes. You're going to get the band back together. You know now, I did hear that Harbaugh was planning on bringing his O.C. from Michigan with him, though. His D.C., not as OC. DC. Okay. 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 Bet. Gotcha. 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 I thought um uh Sharon Moore was the was the DC. And I know he's not going anywhere. I thought he was the, he's the OC. Uh but what I for what I'm seeing, they say he's gonna bring his DC and then Jay Harbaugh would be uh-huh. the special teams guy. He's probably the guy looking to be a special teams guy. Okay. Uh, but looking like Greg Roman probably gonna be in, in LA. But I would love to okay. see him with uh, uh fields, you know what I'm saying? Or even be enemy, but not 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 the kid in Seattle. That you know? would be that would be something that that would be nice. I, I I think that that would be. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would like the move. Well, that makes more sense because he has a, he knows Poles. Poles is from Kansas City, right? Yeah, GM. So they should have already a relationship. Or maybe he don't like the guy. True, true. But but this the guy from Seattle, like everybody, like oh yeah, he did something with Gino. Yeah, that was a t- what what Gino looked like this past year. But but that wasn't the offense. That was Geno. So so, so let's not so let's not give him credit for saying what he did with Geno two years ago. If we're not gonna say he if it wasn't Geno this past is the same person, same offense. Who said we can't, give, we can't that's a backhanded thing. We can't give him credit for this and then say, well, this year was Geno. He was the OC, he's calling the plays. The offense has okay. a it's, it's cool, but Nah, I mean for for a special, you gotta understand, man. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, I'm gonna say Justin Fields. You got these uh-huh. these guys. They can be electric. You got to get a certain caliber of OC in there calling the plays. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can really bring their gifts out of them. What 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 about Seattle's offense make you say, Poop, that dude gonna get him a job somewhere? Nothing. He just as basic as everybody else out there. There's nothing spectacular about his offense to make me say he deserves a job or I want to see him with Justin Fields. You would, you would never say that. You're going to name a bunch of guys before you name him that you want to pair with a Justin Fields. Now, that's if Justin Fields is going to be there. So that's another thing. Now, if they're going to take care yeah. of William, then I may feel a little bit differently about him coming over. In that aspect, right? I, so, I don't. I don't think Fields is going to be there, to be honest. Okay, with you. well, if that was the case, I'd rather see uh, what's my guy, the dude Kingsbury. The, bingo. So actually, he's the guy that we're talking about next. Because I so, so give me Kingsbury is going to hot commodity. If it's <laughs> Caleb Williams, is my quarterback? Give me the enemy, or give me Kingsbury. Nobody else. So you actually like Kingsbury? Because I was gonna ask. I like him. I like him for Caleb. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Because he's yeah. been a hot commodity. He's been interviewed by several teams. Uh, he was interviewed by Chicago, um, interviewed by Philly, interviewed by Pittsburgh. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, with the wide receivers that Pittsburgh has, if they can figure out the quarterback position, maybe. I, I wasn't all that impressed with him. In Arizona, to be honest with you. So, I, I mean, but – and maybe there's a, a big difference between him running an offense versus running a team. Um, I, I don't know, but I, I wasn't all that impressed with him in Arizona. But what team do you think that he would benefit the most, seeing as how it won't be Chicago, and it's most likely that's where that Williams is was going to go, which is why I thought Chicago was interviewing him. So, I don't know if maybe they changed what they were going to do, and so they left – Kingsbury out of it or or what? But what team do you think Cliff Kingsbury would be a good fit for? I like him in Pittsburgh. Okay. I like him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, with those weapons. And uh maybe with, let's see who the signal caller is gonna be. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a decision is in within itself. Um, but I think he can do some some things down there. You know what I mean? Um so I would love to see Pitt get uh Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins with those wide receivers. I would like to see Pitt get the enemy. I think the enemy can fit a lot of places, man. That that already yeah. has a that already has a defense in place. All you gotta do is insert his his thing. Man, I could see the enemy a lot of places. I, I like him in a lot of a lot of situations. 
But with Caleb Williams, I love him with Caleb Williams in, in the Chicago. That would have been another top. coach that was out there. Um, Pete Carroll. Pete, the, the the there was a little bit of smoke saying that Pete Carroll was going to be the Chargers' go to if Harbaugh decided to go elsewhere. Yeah. Do we see Pete Carroll? Um, I mean, if Belichick can get a job, Pete Carroll can. I mean, he got he got more energy than Belichick. Um, and, and I think he's more of a player's too. coach than Belichick as well. He's older than Belichick. Yeah, th- th- that ain't one ain't got nothing to do with the other. I'm just saying that's funny because you know Pete with the energy he has, you mm-hmm. would think Pete is not. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, but it don't look yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, does, facts. Does appear to be. You would think Belichick is older with the way he move around, but um. As far as Pete, uh, I, I see Pete maybe taking a year off, and I, then uh, if he take I, a year off, I don't see him coming back. Like he he needs a job this year, doing something. But where? I, I don't know. I, but you know what though? I'm gonna say this: if he want to go somewhere. He's pushing for LA. Who don't want to go to LA? The quarterback's in place. You got beautiful weather. He's from the area. Well, he well he coached in the area at Southern Cal, right? So yeah, I want to go back to that good warm weather. Get out of Seattle, Washington, and uh, so where did he? He's not a coach that can go somewhere and try to rebuild. He's too damn old. He want to go somewhere where something's in place and he can probably compete right away. So where's that place? What if he went to a team that didn't need to rebuild? They just needed to fill one position. Atlanta. Exactly. Atlanta don't have to rebuild. They just need to motivate the players that they got, coach them up. And figure out who's going to be their quarterback. And, and, and fortunately for Atlanta, this is an offseason where there are a few quarterbacks out there that are going to be available that are an upgrade over what you got right now and can, and can, and can give you immediate dividends. So maybe that's maybe you don't want to be held hostage by Bill Belichick. And Pete Carroll will be willing to allow the GM to be the GM. And he can relate to those younger that younger group of players a little bit more than Bill could. I mean, I honestly think that that would be a better route to take than going to Bill Belichick, right? And you could pay him less. 100%. In Atlanta, Bill's not good for the coach in Atlanta. Um, Agreed. I love Pete with them young dudes because he said he he used to yeah. he used to kids anyway. Yeah, kinda, exactly. It kind of lets you do your thing, let you rock out, you know, have your own personality. He's cool with that. So I, I would like him in Atlanta too. That's cool. I'm cool with that. Vrabel too. Though. I like Bra- I like Vrabel down there, but Vrabel just got to get the right OC. You know where I would like to see Vrabel go? go I would love to see Vrabel go to the Bills, and I say that as a Patriots fan. I, um, I, I, that would kind of be counterproductive for my team personally, but I think that Vrabel is the type of coach that could get the Bills. Oh, for sure. He's gonna shut. He gonna know, shut everything down. Setup. The only thing with Vrabel can't score no points. So, yeah. so yeah. So uh, what he would have to do, because I think Allen likes the OC. They just they just promoted. Keep that maybe in place, and then bring. Uh, Was the Brady? This is Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Yeah. So insert your 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 defense and your thing, and then because I mean, I haven't seen anybody game plan like Vrabel do it like against Pat Mahomes. Like he has some of the best game plans you ever seen. So he he probably that's they menaces. So yeah, I mean. He'd probably be a menace up there with a good quarterback and offense. That's what I'm probably, saying. That would make all the sense. Just, I think Atlanta is just one of the, the easiest jobs because you have all this young talent in a bad division, and you can win right now. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 there for the taking. It's like one of the sweetest jobs if somebody wanted to take yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Which is but, why I don't understand why Bill Belichick is 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 trying to because all he knows is one speed. <laughs> wow. All he knows is I rule. Yeah. I ain't this. That's true. That's why, you know what I'm saying? He him in Dallas wouldn't be good. That'd be because it never worked. Because yeah. Jerry Jones w- wouldn't be willing to move out the way. Like right. that, that that would never never. I mean, now on the field it will work because they already got all the pieces. The only thing they need is a little bit more discipline. Like they got the pieces. Yeah. But it's gonna be interesting to see how all this, you know, kind of shakes out um let's talk a little bit about the divisional round this past weekend we had the bills versus the chiefs ended up being a 27 to 24 game buccaneers versus the lions a 31 to 23 game in favor of the lions 
49ers versus the Packers, 24-21, and the Ravens versus the Texans, 34-10. I'll take two, and you can take two. Um, I'll let you speak on your 49ers and Packers and uh, Chiefs bills. I'll start out with the Lions and Buccaneers. I loved what I saw, honestly, from both teams for most of the game. Really good game. But the thing that <laughs> Baker, he, he he went back to being Baker. Um, he has the most fourth quarter interceptions of any quarterback since 2018. He has 16 of them. Hmm. He'll he'll get you in the game and then lose the game for you. Uh, there was no reason why he shouldn't have been able to minimally get the team in position to be able to score. Whether or not it would have happened, who knows? But he he's he's been playing too long to make these kind of mistakes. And these this is where some of the vitriol for some of the people that, you know, he just isn't their cup of tea. This is where it comes from. Because it's like, you showed me something different for several weeks, several quarters, and then you turn back into the pumpkin versus being the carriage. Like, I don't know that I can trust you when it matters the most. The antithesis of that on the other end with the Lions, Jared Goff is showing that maybe, well, I won't say, I won't say that uh, the Rams gave up on him too soon because they got a Super Bowl out of it. That's what they were going for. But he is a high-quality quarterback. They have a high-quality team. They have a pass rush. They have a secondary. They have wide receivers. They have a run game. I mean, they have all the pieces. It's just whether or not it's going to come together. Um, At this point, they they hadn't won a playoff game in 30 years, I believe. Now they've won two. So no matter what happens going forward, I don't think that they can be upset or disappointed in themselves. They have plenty of room to grow and a lot of players that are on contract for quite a while, younger players at that. So um, it was a, it was a great game, but I kind of feel like, you know, Baker went back to Ben Baker at the worst time that he could have done. So uh, what you got on the, uh, whichever game you want to start out with, whether it be Chiefs versus Bills or Packers versus 49ers. Well, let's say 49ers Packers. Um okay. I'm happy we won. Wasn't it wasn't didn't feel good. It was a lot of bittersweetness in the game. Um right. The 49ers defense. Um I this dude, man, um this defensive coordinator, man, he gotta go. <laughs> he gotta go, man. It's just we have too much talent to not be able to get pressure. The defensive coordinator is the guy that came over from Carolina. That they yeah. that they ended up not choose. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it Wilkes? Yeah, Wilkes. Yeah, he got to go. Okay. One thing about me, man, I do not like my defensive coordinators being former DBs. It don't make mm. sense. Like okay. Because you're mentally you're you're you calling plays. You're more the strength of your team, and you try to put more in the DB hands. Too much man-to-man, one-on-one coverage with those DBs, man. We don't have those that great of a secondary. We have pro bowler here, you know, pro bowler there. But as these, he leaving like guys that should be on the island, one-on-one by them. It's like no, you know what I'm saying? Um, he got to go. He already started the year. It, it salty taste in my mouth. You in the box? What defensive coordinator do you even know sat in the box? That don't even make sense. That's what OC sit up there. They get a, a bird's eye view of an offense and they call plays. I'm okay. You go up there. My defensive coordinator be on the field. He need to be where when when when, a, when it's third and short or they make a stop fourth and short and the guys run off the field. I need my my coordinator on the field slapping hands, but you know what I mean, getting in the mix. That's how your defensive coordinator is supposed to be. He was in the box calling plays at the beginning of the season. Then Shanahan made his ass come down right. to the ground, right. and it got a little better. But I could still see him calling plays more, putting the secondary in, in, in compromising positions. The defensive, you got Chase Young, Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave. How you ain't getting no pressure against the Packers offensive line? So what do you think going to look like against the Detroit offensive line, who's probably the best offensive line in football? Facts. They are. So 
definitely the best offensive line left in the playoffs for sure. Aaron Jones is running, looking like it was. They should have lost this game. I'm be honest with you. I'm glad we pulled it out. But this is a game that we could have very well lost. Uh, kudos to uh, Brock Purdy with the last the last drive. You know what I'm saying? Getting us there, getting that score. But they could have very well lose this game, man, with the way they yeah, love committed a cardinal sin. No way they shouldn't have been able to get that offense within striking distance. But he decided to throw across his body versus throwing the ball away and threw an interception right in the middle of the field. So yeah, yeah. But I I, I don't like I don't like D coordinators just like Glenn. He's a former mm-hmm. DB, and you see if you you ever, you see how much he blitzes his secondary. He blitz corners, he blitz safeties a lot more than you see other teams do. Why? Because he's a former DB. Makes sense. I want my defense going to be a linebacker, somebody like a Rabel, somebody because these are the people that was probably calling plays defensively, and you know Facts. it's like quarterback of the defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Putting people in position so they could see the they see the defensive game a lot different than a DB would. So Glenn, he did the same thing too. He sent a branch. He sent he sent a lot of his DBs a lot on blitzes because that's it. He thing. was let go. Yeah, I forgot so, to mention that. Yeah, the uh, the, the uh, Packers uh, DC was let go as well. So we'll see who they fill in there. But yeah, good point. Um, it looks like a lot of the <laughs> former DBs are being let go for the exact reasons that you're stating. So it makes all the sense. Uh, Texans versus Ravens, 34 to 10. First half was kind of a little bit tight. Second half, the Ravens kind of got their foot in and put their foot on the gas and never looked back. I, I feel like Lamar Jackson is showing everybody who has a GM that had the opportunity to inquire about him this offseason, why that GM should be fired. Everybody wanted to, I mean, they they gave him a tag that all you had to do was match and you could have got him for a first round pick. Mm -hmm. But he is only 24 years old. I think it's 24, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And still one of the youngest quarterbacks in the league, already won the MVP. In route to a second MVP. Mm. In route to, well, he, he's already in the AFC championship game. I personally believe in route to a Super Bowl. And there are about, I would say, 17 teams whose quarterbacks don't come close. And they decided they just wanted to follow the leader and and and, and not even inquire about this guy. So I, I, I'm... I'm Hey, it's one of those things where maybe he ended up with and with whom he should have always been with or the style of offense he should have been with. And maybe that's why everything is working out right now. But he's showing us right now why everyone, even his own team, was wrong about him. Uh, They eventually had to pay the piper, but this guy is the truth and only growing. But now I will say on the other side of the ball, Again, Texans playing with house money. Um, I have no ill will or harsh feelings or words for that team. They ran into a buzzsaw. They ran into a team that I think they will actually be in two years. So kudos to them. Rebuilding the offseason, you know, excuse me, not rebuild. Add a couple of pieces that are going to, put you right where you need to be to be in the mix of things uh, to whereas it's not a surprise or a pat on the back for making the playoffs, but it's a mainstay, which I can see them taking over. Um, They're kind of in a position kind of like, like you were saying with Atlanta, it's a weaker division. I don't see the Jaguars doing anything. The Colts is going to take a minute. I, I just don't see that division. But now, Maybe the Titans turn it around with their new coach, their new setup. We don't know what that's going to look like, but the Texans can be the cream of that crop for years to come based on who is already in the building. And they're yeah. only going to get better. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of where I am with that matchup. Last matchup for you. Uh, you got the Chiefs versus the Bills. That game ended up being 27 to 24 for mm. the Chiefs. What you got for me? 
really good game here. Um, I know a lot of people are going to blame the kicker, and that's cool, you know what I mean, because it comes down to that. He didn't make the kick, but there's a lot of a lot of things in this game that could have went the other way. Um, Facts. So we blame Josh Allen. I'm like, how? Josh Allen played a pretty good game, you know what I'm saying? Um, I seen Diggs drop a, a deep ball, get him right in the hands, you know what I'm saying? Plays like that, so those plays come back to bite you. Um, but this is a good game, man. It's just another. It's 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 Pat Mahomes, man. Facts. It's quarterback of shit. He's I'm gonna put him in. He's a top. He's definitely a top five quarterback of all time today. Already, he, Already. I agree with you. you know what I'm I, 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 I have no rebuttal for. It. I mean, he's been in the league six years and has made it to the. AFC Championship six times? Yeah. <laughs> six years as a starter, but yeah. Who does that? Yeah. Who he does? Is. I mean, yeah, he, he's he been a starter for six years. Yeah, he's the man. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? Just, he's a hard out. Anytime you got him on the field, man, you, it's hard to bet against him. Uh, but this is a really good game. Uh, we finally see Travis Kelsey finally caught the touchdown for the first time in like eight weeks. Um, So he was out there um, kind of getting back to his old self. Uh, this defense is really good, man. I mean, you see, uh, look at Diggs. He got shut down. Yeah. The kid Sneed ain't playing, man. That boy is one of them. And yeah, he, he's the truth. And, he's shame the truth. On, and shame on them guys who didn't pick him as an all-pro. You know what I'm saying? I don't see how. You, you pick the corner from Cowboys Bland. Why? He just had his first touchdown scored on him last week of the season. We're in the playoffs. Sneed is, Sneed is a problem. They're going to lose Sneed. That's how much your problem is. So? But yeah. they got money, though. They got money. They got to pay Snee or they got to pay Chris Jones? They already paid Jones. No, no, no. Jones is under – that's a one year. Oh, okay. He's all pro again. I'm, I'm, paying, I'm paying Snead over Jones. Yeah, well, He's a younger guy. Yeah, it's not to do. You know what I mean? I mean, but, you, you can find you can find a, 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 a defensive tackle before you can find a cornerback of that caliber. Yeah, that boy, that boy, the real deal. He different, like he he different for real. He real deal. You know what I'm saying? He's been shutting them down. Most of the top tier receivers who they who they've been playing against, and then they got an all pro in the slot. So that's one thing. That's why this team is so scary because it remind me of the old the Broncos when they had Chris Harris. Facts. Yeah. He's like a, he's like the best slot corner in the league, and then you got like uh, Champ Bailey or whoever. You know what I'm saying? Playing the corner over like is that's a hard. You you can't really hide nobody because I remember they used to play the Patriots, nobody. right? You play the Patriots, you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna put he he got Chris Harris on him. Good luck, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't hide him. So with this team, it's the same thing. If you're on the outside, sneak and sneak travels, so sneak gonna travel. If you try to hide your guy on the inside, you got McDuffie, who's an all pro corner. Yeah. So that's why this team is this this team. I like the way it's constructed. Um, and this, this they're gonna be a hard out. They're gonna be hard out, but this is a this is a really very both of these games are very entertaining. Um, this past week, so all the games were. Now let's wrap it up with the final four. We got Kansas City going up against Baltimore. We got Detroit going up against San Fran. Which which uh which matchup you want to take? Uh I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go to Ravens. Ravens and Chiefs. All right. Well, I'll let you end the show with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Let me go ahead and speak on San Fran and Detroit. Um, if San Fran comes into this game doing what they did last week, they're going home with a L. Detroit yeah. is one of the best coached teams. Their fundamentals are sound. They have one of the best built teams. What I mean by that is they built this team from the inside out. They have their fancy pieces, that wide receiver and running back and all that kind of good stuff. But both the offensive and defensive lines are stout. Like, they got studs all across both lines. And they still have uh, a decent secondary back there um, and a decent linebacking core as well. So if Debo can't go, that's going to be a problem. Like, San Fran does not look the same without Debo. So hopefully Debo can go and he'll be able to make it through the entire game. And the reason San Fran don't look the same is because Brock Purdy don't look the same. So I'm hoping that 
for the for the fans' sake, we can kind of see both teams at full strength, and we can kind of see where we go from there. But San Fran can't overlook Detroit in in route to a Super Bowl. They have to look at this week for this week. The other thing that they can't do is if they allow Detroit to run the ball, Detroit has a better O-line than Green Bay. And they let Aaron Jones run the ball like he was back in his heyday. They got two running backs that are studs. Monty is a stud. Gibbs is a stud. One gonna beat you around the one gonna beat you right up the middle, one gonna beat you around the end. So if you allow that to happen again, it, it's gonna be a problem. So hopefully Shanahan is dialed in as far as the game plan is concerned. Hopefully Wilkes won't come back to bite y'all in in in, in the butt as far as the DC is concerned. Cause I can see the defensive side of the ball being being the letdown for San Fran. Detroit has been putting up points, but they've also been able to stop teams. So it's going to be interesting how it works out. I'll give my prediction for this game. I believe that it'll be a very close game, but I believe that San Fran is going to edge it out because I believe in conspiracy theories. And I'm sure that you guys have all seen the conspiracy theory that San Fran against Baltimore is already a done deal, which also Mm -hmm. lets you know my prediction about the other matchup. Um, so my other prediction is Baltimore, but I'll let you go ahead and speak on the matchup and then get what's, both the, what's, what's the significance of the conspiracy? Why are those two teams? So, well, two different things. One, the colors for the Super Bowl, red and purple. They, 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 they put out the little uh, banner or whatever, whatever the Super Bowl colors are going to be at the beginning of the season. And for mm-hmm. the last three seasons, it's been spot on as far as the teams that made it to the Super Bowl were the teams that had the colors that were in the banner. And then the other thing was, if you guys are on Facebook, social media at all, um, I'm sure you saw the little clip. I don't look. I don't know if it's satire or if it's real, but um, a lot of people are, are putting it out there. But it was some news station that was saying, that was talking about the who the musicians were going to be in the Super Bowl. And they labeled it as the San Fran versus Baltimore Super Bowl. And this this person was going to be doing the national anthem and this person was going to be doing the halftime and all that kind of good stuff. So I'll send you a, um, I'll send you a copy of that. But it was okay. interesting how things are kind of lining up between those two conspiracies. And then I also believe that this is Baltimore's year and San Fran, when they play well, they're the better team and and it's their time and Detroit has as as well as they've done. I think they need a little bit more get right to get there. If that makes sense. Uh, That's interesting. Um, You know, initially I was saying the chiefs because it's hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes, And for those, the reasons of the, the, how their defense has been playing as of late. Um, Like I said, like the secondary, the front, they're playing pretty good. Um, they did lose their their, their all pro guard Tony. He's not going to be present. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Um, the, one of the strengths of the Ravens is the run defense. So I think they may going to be able to hold Pacheco uh, in check. And uh, if that's if that's true, with the receivers that that um, Mahomes got and the way they've been playing all year long. I don't know, man. I'm kind of going. I may want to go to the Ravens side, to be honest with you. But I think this is one of those games where I think Lamar Jackson is going to have to rise to the occasion and really show why he's the guy, why he's the MVP. Um, I've seen Josh Allen be successful against the Chiefs as far as running the ball as a quarterback. Yeah. I think Lamar, who was a little, a lot more electric, uh, can definitely do the same. Um, so it's going to be a funny game. I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but I think I'm I've been leaning cheese, but I think I may switch it up, man. I may go Baltimore too. Okay. okay. Just looking at everything. I mean, I don't like I I think Sneed, as far as um Zay Holder, I don't think they're gonna do a whole lot. Do, do you think he'll be on flowers or do you think he'll be on OBJ? Zay's highs in the slot. So I think um PFC McDuffie. Um I think okay. Sneed probably be on Odell. So it'd be up to Bateman. Maybe Bateman to have a game. You know what I'm saying? So um, who do they have to put on Likely and Andrews then? Uh, I guess the, 
Linebackers and safeties. Um, they got the kid. I don't, um, I don't know how well that's gonna work out for them. Yeah. But what version of Andrews do we see? It's the first game back too, so he a tough you know. kid. You know, uh, Andrews is tough man. He a tough dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough for sure. But he like ain't he been able to run for like two months. Yeah, well, he practiced in full, so that's a good sign. I mean, he was limited all last week. Got down to the game, didn't play, and now he's practicing full. So that's a good sign. It's not like he has to be a burner. You know what I'm saying? He's he can move and show he can get damage in short spaces. So and he can still catch the ball in the red zone. Right. So I, I like that, you know, for them. But um it's, it's gonna be very entertaining. And that about wraps it up for us for this week. We'll be back to you next week with our NFC and AFC championship round reviews, and we'll get a little bit more fantasy information out there too um, on next week. So all of our fantasy football fiends, make sure that you definitely tune in next week. We'll hop back into that a little bit more, and then we'll kind of go from there. But for today, we out. Tell the truth.